This is Lauren with Ben Dahan Music, and you are listening to my episode of Pop Nerd Lounge. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge, the show where we share the stories of creatives to inspire fellow creatives. I'm your host, Steph Pham. My guest today is Lauren Dahan. Lauren is the cellist and collaborator in Ben Dahan Music. They create music for the kid against the railings, bringing back the lyrics to the singer of their favorite band, and for the 9 to 5 rush hour warriors sipping coffee in traffic, ignoring the low hum of the idle mind calling like a siren's song. We talk about opportunities as a classically trained musician, the song Woke Up, and Lauren's experience as an occupational therapist and how that influences her musical journey. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Lauren DeHaan. Welcome to Popner and Lounge. My guest today is Lauren White with Ben DeHaan Music. Lauren, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I want to know what is your creative origin story? So mine's actually pretty interesting. Well, I mean, not interesting, but unusual, I guess is the word. <laughs> I'll let you be the judge if it's interesting. So Ben was the Ben was the musician in our relationship. It is called Ben DeHaan Music. And that's because he was in a fairly successful pop punk band when he was younger. He took a lot of time off and then decided to rejoin the music world as a solo artist. And he made that decision right around the time that we met. And at that time, I had zero musical aspirations myself. I actually did not even tell Ben that I played cello for about six months into our relationship just because I hadn't played in over 10 years. So I just thought that the musical part of my life was over outside of enjoying music, listening to music, going to concerts. It was actually my mom who wound up kind of telling him she, it was like during quarantine, she dropped off my cello at the apartment we were living in at the time. And he was just like, what is, what is this? And it, it was, it started as just a fun thing to do while we were in quarantine. I was like, let me see if I can kind of pick it up again. And we started playing different songs. And then that kind of led to Ben adding cello to songs that he had already written and, you know, me playing what his idea of the cello that he heard. And then that evolved to us writing together. So he'll write the songs and then we kind of write the cello part together. Um, So I never in a million years saw myself doing this. And Ben kind of brought out a... I guess, dormant creativity within me and inspired me to get back into this. And it's been really awesome. And I'm really grateful that he has, you know, kind of welcomed me along on his journey in that way. So it's really cool. Oh, man, that is so heartwarming to hear because, (laughs) well, first of all, I was an orchestra kid growing up. I played violin and actually my violin or my sister's violin rather is tucked under my bed. But yeah, I had I hadn't played violin in a, in a long time, so I can relate to that. How was it opening that door again and you know, reacclimating yourself to the cello and experimenting it with Ben? It's it was a little scary to be honest. Um I think that was like the perfectionist in me. I I wanted to get it perfectly right away. Um, but Ben was very patient, uh, with me with that. And it, it was relearning cello in a new way. Cause I had only experienced cello. I was in string orchestras and then string quartets that played at weddings and things. So all very classical. And it was reading sh- sheet music mostly. And 
to then have to learn how to play and write in a way that, you know, Ben hears something and trying to figure out what it was initially. Now, now I've kind of taken a little bit more writing on my own, but it's very different. It went from being a very visual thing. I read the notes on the page to a very more, I don't know, comes from the heart and you hear it type thing. And sometimes I still get frustrated with it because I'll hear something very clearly in my head that I want to go into a song and I can't quite figure out how to, to make that work. And I'm sure that's, that's probably all musicians writing too. Sometimes, um, I just, yeah, I feel like it's, it's something that I'm definitely learning and growing at more recently. You were mentioning that you had done class, like your background was very classical, like you did wedding quartets, you were in orchestra, somebody who's in school, like say they're like in high school and they play the cello and they want to continue with the cello later on. They might not be aware that other opportunities aside from classical and orchestral (laughs) opportunities are out there. So what would you say, like through your experience, how would you relate that there are more opportunities out there beyond the yeah classical. it's it's funny because I, I was thinking about that today just kind of thinking about this podcast too I was like wow like if you know I had no idea way back then that I would be playing in a rock band like that was not even like sure like I had a dream when I was playing cello as a kid and starting out and like yeah, I want to be like Yo-Yo Ma or someone, you know, like the next like thing. That was that was a dream, but like that's just like one of those little kid dreams. You never think of like what's a realistic way to make this work in a way that fits into today. So I think just like letting letting kids in school know that there totally are opportunities and ways to make it work within more modern sound and modern music. And really, it's it's been cool that we add cello to our songs and it's become such a part of Ben's music and our music and it's very much our sound and what makes us unique I think but when you listen to songs there's so much cello on them it's just there I mean they're usually just samples but it's there's so many like songs that we all know and love like I was listening to Alanis Morissette one day and I was like oh my god there's cellos all like all through this and it's it's really cool so and a lot of times even with like local bands that we play with, they'll tell us, well, we just re- recorded a song and we, we added cello to it. And sometimes they ask me to come record. I haven't done that for anybody yet, but so it's definitely a sound that people want and people like. So there's just letting people know that there's totally opportunities to do something not classical with cello for sure. I love that. Cause it, it's taking your background, but making it in your own like vein, your own interests, and expanding the boundaries that you grew up with, and that's I love that because it's like yeah. taking your skill set but kind of venturing into new land with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's and that's what I think makes it enjoyable too. And it's it's cool that Ben and I get to share that. Like I said, this wasn't a dream that that I knew I had until we we met, and I think it's unique for us as a couple to to experience that together. And it has its challenges, of course, too, but ultimately good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like you mentioned, Ben was a member of a pop punk band back in the day. What was it like reconnecting and building a community, either existing or, or building a new community, whenever he decided to go solo and form his own band and partnering with you and creating that band? So what was that transition like? 
Um, it's been, I mean, everything's been a learning and growing experience, I think, for us. Um, I think just trying to find the right fit. Like, obviously, Ben and I fit well together. We write well together. And then kind of looking for, I mean, the we had a drummer with us for a while. And he's been amazing. And then decided to take a sabbatical. So kind of going through these transitions of finding new members of the band, finding... You know, Daniel, our manager, has been amazing. We formed this great relationship with him. And so I think part of why we're called Ben Dahan, even though I'm I'm such a big part of it, and, and people, you know, sometimes when we play, they, they'll ask us, like, what's kind of going on there. I wasn't part of this originally, and Ben Ben really wanted to do this as a, as a solo thing just because he knows how hard sometimes those relationships can be long-term to maintain and, and, and sustain, especially for, you know, a career like music where it's it's not as stable. It's not, it's a big leap, you know, getting people to be as committed to it as, you know, as Ben is, as, as I am. And even for me, it's, it's not my full time yet. It's, it's Ben's full time. So I think that transition has been the most difficult because, you know, we'll f- form these relationships and they're amazing. And then either seeing, you know, when there's an end to it or, or how people can fit in any capacity that they can has been, it's been a learning process for sure. But one, I think that we have kind of a leg up on because Ben was in the music industry before so he learned a lot from those experiences so he knows he went into this knowing a lot more than he did maybe when he was a kid back then and knowing okay I don't want to make those same mistakes or you know I definitely want to try doing this again because it worked for us in the past so that's been a actually a really invaluable asset to us is you know that kind of roadmap that he had already forged for us. (laughs) Hey nerds thank you for sticking around with us we hope you're enjoying the episodes so far. We're always looking to improve the show, so any and all feedback you can give us is greatly appreciated. We're also constantly on the lookout for creatives to feature, so if you think you'd be perfect or know someone we should speak to, let us know. We can be reached over on our contact page at popnerdlounge.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. Something that really caught my eye whenever this conversation was pitched to me was that you are interested and very passionate about developing and supporting programs that appeal or that support music fans with special needs. And so can Mm -hmm. you talk a little bit about how your background plays into that and why you guys are so passionate about that cause? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm an occupational therapist. That's that's my full-time job. I have been doing it for five years now. I work mostly with kids with disabilities and autism is my my specialty. And one thing that I really have noticed is that music's a way that connects everybody. And I mean, even even today at work, I don't, I don't go a single day. I'm, I'm not the best singer. I don't claim to be a good singer, but like I don't go a single day without singing to my kids just because that's a way to connect to them and, and relate. So music's like a really powerful tool and obviously we we want as many people as possible to enjoy music and to see live shows because there's so much to be gained from live performances and going like I love going to concerts and I don't want anybody to have any sort of barrier whether it's you know if you have sensory sensitivities and the music's too loud or being in crowds is too much or Recently, my dad was diagnosed with with Parkinson's, and so it's harder for him to come to our shows if there aren't seated options. And so just seeing 
how venues for live music aren't always the most accessible for for everybody and maybe looking at ways that we can change that and enhance the experience for as many people as possible so that's that's what we want to do <laughs> and i truly appreciate that you guys are doing it i recently stumbled upon a tiktok of a mom who took her autistic son to a Coldplay concert and you could just see the pure joy in his eyes mm-hmm. because they were really worried months beforehand that like you mentioned something could be a lot of overload sensory overload or a lot of stimulation that could mm-hmm. um make the experience not like you know an enjoyable one but you could just see the pure happiness that they experience and just knowing somewhere out there that you guys are wanting to create more experiences like that i truly appreciate because everybody like you said everybody should have the ability to enjoy music live music because mm-hmm. i just went to see one of my favorite artists um in concert and it's been 14 years since i've seen him in concert and so if i didn't have that experience in life i i i would be really sad i would be really you know disappointed that I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be able to experience something like that so I I appreciate what you guys do yeah I mean we're we're trying every day to figure out ways to incorporate to incorporate that and really advocate and and have inclusivity as much as possible I was looking through your Instagram and I saw that for one of your shows, the proceeds of the tickets went to support the Michael J. Fox Foundation. And you mentioned that your father was recently diagnosed with Parkinson's. When you add that humanity and that empathy into your life's work, do you feel closer to your life's purpose? I do. And it's it's actually, this question's kind of interesting because I just, I just formed a, or I did a content filming for our new song the dream of just what it means to me and it's interesting because my this wasn't my original dream (laughs) I the occupational therapy was kind of my life's purpose and what I thought was that and so when I decided to go into music I was kind of worried of I don't want that part of me to to go away just because now I want to do music and so that's why it's been so important to bring in like the inclusivity the you know we we donated to to the Michael J Fox Foundation to help other people that one was near and dear to my heart just because of my dad but it's a way for me and I I hope as we continue we can grow this passion and combine the two passions that I have because I I don't want to see that go away and I do absolutely feel closer to my purpose when those worlds kind of collide. What I really enjoy about your music is that someone really accurately described it is when they called it the soundtrack of life. You just hear these stories that people can relate to and a lot of people can relate to. So if you had to name an artist that formed the soundtrack to your life, who would it be? Oh, that is such a good question. I'm going to have to go. I They're my favorite band, so it's a pretty easy reach. But um, I, I have to go with Wilco on that. And I think it's just because they their music got me through some very tough times. Um, and then it's been interesting now. Um, and that, that music... And I, I don't... My, my story is nothing like Jeff Tweedy's or anything like that. But he definitely went through a dark period where his, his music was darker. And now he's kind of come out and it's more... It's lighter. And you can see that progression. Um, and so it's been... It's been... 
powerful for me to have that progression too of like that got that music got me through a really tough time now I'm out of that tough time and here's this music that he's also putting out that I can still relate to at a different phase in my life um and so that's been powerful for me and um I think his his lyrics leave a lot of room for for ambiguity so it's it's you can really tell your own story within it so that's that's that would be my choice (laughs) when you're writing music do you find yourself being inspired by Wilco whenever you're writing your own music um well so I'm really only writing the cello pieces um and I think that probably I, I have a very eclectic taste in music which also lends well to um you know, where I'm a cellist in a pop punk band. So it's, it's a little unusual. And I think it does help because I might hear something, you know, Ben, Ben might hear a a cello part. That's really just kind of a bass drone note, but I hear something a little bit different or a little bit spicier or something like that. So I think just having different and Ben and I have different tastes in music for sure. And I think having that mixture definitely helps in our writing process too. As a creative in my 30s, I can relate to your song, Woke Up, so much. Can you share the story behind that record? Yeah, so that that's a very personal song for, for Ben, because it really tells the story of how he, he had been in a band. He decided to give it up. He went to his quote-unquote normal job for years, where he was incredibly unhappy, and then waking up and realizing that, you know, it, it's music that he had a passion for and that he needed to follow that passion. And so it's really just a song about that journey. And it it's, I think it's relatable to a lot of people because, you know, we all kind of have a similar story where I think we, we want to follow a dream or we have a passion and we find that passion. So it's really just about finding your passion. And I think that's really what I like best about Ben's lyrics and his lyricism is that he tells a very, very specific story in a lot of his songs. And some, some lyrics are very, very personal. Um, yeah, you know, in that song, there's the, you know, I feel, feel your, I feel my heart beneath your hand. Like I, I can picture an exact moment where like I had my hand on his chest and things like that. And there's other lyrics and other songs that are, are very, they're callbacks to very specific moments, but there's still somehow a relatability to it. There's a, a uniqueness that it's, it's not so specific that it's really just that one moment there. So there's more universality to it. Is that a word? But, and like I said, I can relate to it too. Cause even though I'm still in my day job, I still am holding on to like my dreams and keeping my dreams at the forefront, especially doing mm-hmm. this and speaking to artists like you and learning about your stories and how there's so much resilience and perseverance in it. And like, you can still find joy, even if you're like someone like us who we still have our day job, but we're still yeah. pursuing those creative dreams at full force. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I appreciate, like I really enjoy the record and I really came to love it because I could relate to the message. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I have one final question for you. I can't believe we're here because it's just been so easy going and so like chill to talk to you, but also very heartwarming to hear somebody like have such a really unique story and I just want to say I appreciate 
that we've had this discussion tonight. So well, there's Thank that. you. It's been a great conversation. I've enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> My final question to you is, why are you a creative? <laughs> well, um, that's... My immediate answer that just popped in my head was Ben. <laughs> and I, I don't mean that in like a, a, a super cheesy way. I just, he, and I think he'll say the same about me that I, I kind of encouraged him to, to rejoin that passion of his, but he really ignited that passion in me. Um, I thought my days of truly being a creative were kind of done not done I you know I still had those passions but really really pursuing it and really putting all of my my effort and um just drive into it I I didn't see that until till Ben and so like I said he really ignited that within me and helped me see that that's a part of me that I didn't want to let go of My goodness, I feel like there should be a little romance book based off you guys. That is just so sweet. And I I actually think um, while doing research for this conversation, I stumbled upon one of Ben's interviews and I think it was titled Don't Embrace the Fear, inspired by you. And so I love that. And I just I, I love that you guys are encouraging and motivating that that drive to pursue your your music um, journey and just yeah like I said there should be a, a little romance book based off you guys I love that I love that well Lauren it's been just absolutely wonderful to speak with you I'm going to turn the floor to you and you can tell our listeners where to find you on social media where to check your music out and anything else that you would like to say to our listeners awesome so I will plug uh, my personal social media it's cello dot i'm i am dot lauren um and then ben uh, it's i am i am ben dahan and that's on all media and social media uh we do have a new song that was released a few weeks ago called the dream and all of our other music is available that song included on so uh, wow spotify apple music anywhere that you stream um check it out and let us know what you think i would love to hear Fabulous. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for speaking with me. This has been absolutely wonderful. All right. Thank you, Steph. Special thanks to Lauren for being this week's guest. If you want to learn more about Lauren and Ben DeHaan music, visit the links in our show notes. Popner Lounge is executive produced by Steph Pham and V. Co. Steph Pham is the host and editor. V. Co. is the creative director. You can find our social media, our blog, and past and current episodes all conveniently on our website at popnerlounge.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you tune in next time for another conversation with a fellow creative. For Popner Lounge, I'm Steph Pham.